Welcome to the LifeLinks Leadership Podcast, insight and training from leaders around our network. Here's your host, Ian Bird. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the LifeLinks Leadership Podcast. We're excited to come to you every month, and uh, we have some special guests this month. Before I announce who they are, I just want to encourage you, if you like this podcast, if you enjoy the content, um, please share it on social media. And also, if you can review it on iTunes or Podbean, that really helps us as well. And uh, I'm really pleased to announce today that our special guests are Gordon and Rachel Hickson from Oxford, England. We're chatting on a Zoom call right now, which is amazing, which is part of the times. And of course, uh, Gordon and Rachel are with Heart Cry for Change. And they were our camp speakers last year in Hungry Horse, Montana in August. And they were going to be our camp speakers again this year, but then COVID-19 happened. So that's not happening. But um, today I'm really pleased to have them on the podcast and we're going to get some follow-up thoughts from them. So welcome to the podcast, Gordon and Rachel. Oh, it's wonderful to be able to chat to you. It's incredible. Great to be with you. Yeah, it's wonderful to see you. And, uh, you know, you can't see it on the podcast. It's just audio, but it's wonderful to see the bright, shining faces and to <laughs> have this ongoing connection today. So what we wanted to do is kind of revisit um, one of the things that I that keeps coming back since camp, and especially now in the COVID-19 season, the pandemic, is this whole phrase of shaky, shaky. That was what was said at camp last year. I think in particular, you shared that, Rachel, about how God was going to shake everything that could be shaking, you know, shaken. And then you kept using that term, shaky, shaky. And I've heard people say, wow, that was prophetic. Um, it has been shaky, shaky. And so I wanted to start off by, um, first of all, I also wanted to say this to everyone on the podcast is, um, just want to express our condolences at the passing of Alan Vincent, um, which mm. is uh, Rachel's father and, um, and Gordon's father-in-law. And he passed away about three months ago, I guess, Rachel. So just want to say to everyone listening and also to, um, the, you know, to the Hicksons that we really pass on our condolences. I know for us in LifeLinks um, that Alan spoke at one of our conferences. And um, I remember mm. how rich that was in the early 2000s. So many of you would remember him, a mighty man of God. So anyway, I want to pass that along on behalf of our network to both of you. So, Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Mm. So shaky, shaky. Um, let me, you, you have a world ministry. Both of you have international connections. So what have you been seeing happening that really fulfills the shaky, shaky? How, how are we being shaken during this time? What are your thoughts on that? She want me to get going? Okay. Well, I think I started the year and asked God, what, what is 2020? And he said, kickstart 2020. And if ever we got a kickstart, we got kicked into an orbit we didn't even know we'd end up in. And um, everything literally that could be shaken has been shaken. Our normal way of life, our normal way of relating, our normal way of working, our way of going to church, our way of going leisure, our way of shopping. But not only has it happened in England, it's happened in Europe, it's happened in Canada, it's happened in America, it's happened in India, Africa, Southeast Asia, Australia. In fact, there isn't hardly a nation that isn't aware of COVID-19. And I don't think any of us have ever lived in such a strange time where we've had 
everyone going through a similar experience over the globe, whatever your age, whatever your background, whatever your nationality. I mean, shaky, shaky, everything. At the same time of having that phrase, shaky, shaky, the other phrase I had last year, and, and I've gone back and listened to myself, new means new. Mm. And I remember reading from Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19, forget the former things, do not dwell, make your habitation, live connection in the past. See, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it springs up. Don't you perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. And we all thought, nice prophetic people, life links a prophetic thing. Yeah, we see it, God. You know, I'm doing a new thing. Don't you see it? Yeah, we we see it. <laughs> no, we did not. No. no. I I can't say I saw anything like a virus. I can't. The only person who I think did see it to some extent was Chuck Pierce. And if you go back to September 19, um, 2019, September 2019, he does a talk on, I believe there's going to be a plague and this is going to think. So I give credit to dear Chuck Pierce as a prophet. Wow. But I, quite honestly, I don't think there was another prophetic voice out there that said, I see a plague pandemic. But I think nearly every prophetic voice saw change. Nearly everyone, if you go back and look, said it's time to get prepared. It's time to get ready for the new. It's time to sort your vision out. And new means new. It's interesting, Rachel, I was just going to say it's interesting um, Isaiah 43, 19, we just set up our promo for our Lifelinks conference, but um, Isaiah 43, 19 is our key verse this year that we've put into <laughs> our beyond the box. So um, mm. we're tracking with that. Anyway, continue. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, no, but, but I think it is that whole thing. New means new. And so I think one of the interesting things if we're prophetic people and, and you are a prophetic network is how almost this pandemic has tracked almost our spiritual experience or calendar. So Resurrection Sunday, you know, April, that resurrection time was when most nations, certainly in the Western sphere, were in severe lockdown. In fact, for us in Britain, it was quite significant because our prime minister, Boris Johnson, was in intensive care maybe going to die and all the churches across the uk began to pray god let our prime minister live let him live and not die let this be a resurrection sunday and you could almost hear the cheer across the nation as at 6 p.m april the 12th i can still remember it resurrection sunday the news breaking news prime minister boris johnson out of intensive care he is risen and it became like this phrase across the nation he's risen something's happened and then it just everybody wow. would talk about it and so there was something almost Amazing. spiritual in the language right from the politicians right down to the everyday person in the street saying wow is it fantastic we had our resurrection sunday i didn't know that then, that's amazing isn't that incredible? Resurrection yeah. Sunday. Wow. 
and people prayed. In fact, we've just had our national parliamentary prayer breakfast and Boris Johnson, we did it all virtual, everything's virtual. And, um, but he took time to actually speak at the national prayer breakfast for the United Kingdom and thanked everyone for praying for him. Wow. He'd taken note Praise too. God. I thought, so new means new, such new days, new opportunities, new things. And God, I just feel like, and I want to prophesy to you in Lifelinks, come on you as leaders, see, I am doing a new thing. Yes. I'm doing it. Almost whether we like it or not, yes, he is true. doing a new thing. Can you perceive it? And I just kept saying again and again in this season, God, I don't think I do, but I want to. I'm not sure I do. I nearly need to perceive the new thing because my natural instinct as a leader is depend on my old way of looking at things and my old reference. But you see, verse 18 says, forget the former things. Don't dwell, reference, live in the past. Very good. It, this is totally new. And so if we again, we take that spiritual picture, there was resurrection sunday well the next big calendar is pentecost yes holy spirit and the the interesting thing between resurrection to pentecost and you were just sharing in i found all over the world um perth um western australia for people felt called to do a daniel fast for 40 days mm, amazing. And, and i asked so many people i said why did you feel it was important to do that and again and again, the echo would come back where we felt we needed to wait. And as I considered, you see, Jesus in John chapter 20, when he looked at his disciples, he, he said to them, I'm going to breathe on you, the Holy Spirit. And then in Luke, he said to them, now go, yes. wait in the city until you're clothed with power. Jesus put his disciples into lockdown. He did. And between... The ascension, when he went back to the Father and the Holy Spirit visiting, they went into lockdown, into a room, and they prayed and they waited. And they obviously did some deep relational stuff. Yes, I think God's been doing that with us. Agreed. He's put us all in lockdown. We've been locked down in our marriages. We can't just make excuses. We've had to talk through issues. We've been locked down in our parenting. Many of us having to homeschool kids or have a lot more family time in the house. And we've had to do conversations. And so it's been a waiting time, an incubation time. It's been almost like um, being cocooned, like yes. that butterfly time. You had a scripture that God spoke to you about being locked down in the city, didn't you? From yes, <clears throat> the scripture that God gave me woke me up one morning and just said, this is a two Kings chapter seven time. And that passage is about the four lepers who are just at the city gate. They don't know whether to, to, uh, to go in. They can't go in because they're lepers and they can't go out because the Arameans are surrounding the city. And they just say, well, why don't we just go? And when they went, they discovered the entire landscape had changed. All of the enemy had gone. All of their, their food was just left there, their gold, their silver. And I just felt God saying, you have no idea what the landscape is going to look like. Amazing. You, we're going to be like these lepers who go out of lockdown and everything, the people have been tenderized. You know, the people are going to be the enemy that used to control them. Insight. 
won't be dominating them anymore because actually they, they're desperate for a message of hope. They're desperate mm. for Christians to, mm. to not be religious at them, but just say, hey, give me some hope. And I think we'll be shocked that the, the strong control of the enemy over people around us in our community will have been broken by this pandemic. And actually, this is an open season for one-to-one -one believers, one-to-one -one time with believers, and sorry, non-Christians, to be able to just lead them into Christ. I just think we're stepping into the most remarkable time of awakening. Interesting. Yeah, what a, I what think an analogy. A, Go ahead. No, it's a time of such opportunity. And of course, we can see the destruction. And like Gordon was saying, we can see the enemy swirling. And I think if we want to be prophetic, we need to recognize it's almost like we've got this three-headed monster swirling not only on individuals, not only on cities and nations, but literally globally. We've got that fear of death. Yeah, we can true. feel it speaking through our media. You're going to die. COVID will get you. Or if COVID doesn't, cancer or one of the other diseases because you can't get to your hospitals you can't really get looked after this has been stopped and so there's a swirling fear of death people are terrified of dying people are frightened of the virus and that creates a spiritual atmosphere we've um, seen i don't know about canada but i've certainly i've seen in most western australia america europe and in the UK, a rise in suicide because people are frightened that they can't face this new landscape that Gordon's talking about and that they're going out and they're expecting to see these monsters and so they're just deciding to die. So there's this swirling atmosphere and we've got to recognize it. You know, there is a fear of death that's swirling, wanting to take people. The second head, if you like, is the fear of lack. Everyone's saying, you know, the economy's gonna crash, you're gonna lose your home, you're gonna lose your job, you're gonna be bankrupt, your pension's not gonna last, this is gonna take 10, 15 minute years to recover. And so there's this swirling, again, not just for individuals, but over the whole world. Yes. You know, the world is gonna crash, we're gonna lose our economy, and you're gonna die. You And then you're gonna lose all your money, you're gonna be poor, wretched, miserable, and you know, you're going to die. And so the, there's a swirling across the nations of the fear of death, the fear and lack. And then the third head that I've seen is this, um, the swirling of violence, revenge, and the call for justice. And of course, there's the right call for truth and justice. And we as the church should be part of that cry. But there's the enemy's plan to stir violence and anarchy and rage and murder and in england we've seen as people are being released to come out a little bit stabbings killings we had it in glasgow we had it in london we had it in reading mm. one weekend mm. people just being stabbed and killed um we've seen um the resetting of um drug rival drug bans and things so there's this swirling in the spirit of this fear of death the fear of lack and economy and the violence, anarchy. And I feel, come on, we're leaders. Come on, lifelinks. Come on, churches. We need to say no in Jesus' name. Wow, Those are not the voices that are going to speak into this new season. We are the voices that have been in lockdown. We have the new wine that's going to be poured out. 
we are the leaders that are going to stand up and lead. I don't know if you've got something. That's you amazing. Want to I, yeah, I, you know, I never great. thought of it like the perfect storm, but that is a perfect yeah. storm all together at one time, creating a need though in people, right? Creating a yeah. need for the church, for like you said, for us to be leaders, to to be the voice that brings mm -hmm. the peace of Jesus, right? Anyway, Gordon, um, thoughts that you might have about that. I think all my, I put all my thoughts together really in a poem, which I, I read on Pentecost morning. And uh, it was after I'd, I'd had this message about the, the, uh, the four lepers coming out of lockdown, but it was actually Pentecost morning. I just woke up and uh, God just told me to sit down and write this poem. And the background to it was that last September, I, was, I had time on my hands. I was in Malaysia, Rachel hadn't arrived. And I just sat, sat down and began to write a book on viral leadership. And I called it the heavenly virus. And um, I hadn't realized how prophetic it was going to be. So that I almost finished it by the time the virus appeared. So this was the poem that I wrote on Pentecost morning. And it's called the heavenly virus, God's response to coronavirus. So this is the poem or the rap. In 2020, COVID virus hit the nations of the world. But strangely, this was also when God's global plan unfurled, raising leaders in the church who saw with perfect vision to impart faith and hope and reconcile division. These were the days of a lockdown which stopped us in our tracks. When our old wineskins failed, revealing all the cracks. And we saw so clearly then that it's not by might or power, but by God's Holy Spirit who is needed in this hour. As in those days of old, there in Jerusalem, with those disciples locked down in that upper room, it seemed to all the world that day that Rome had clearly won. But little did they know right then that God had just begun. Yes. As those nails pierced his hands and that spear pierced his side, the world grew dark and gray and every hope and dream just died. There on that cross at Calvary, the devil's fury was outpoured, but God reached down and seized that cross and it became his sword. There it was that God himself made a spectacle and stripped the devil of his power and saw all his demons whipped. That moment could have easily brought a global wide disaster. But here is where our Lord became our King and Sovereign Master. And so today, when it just seems this virus might have won, we all now need to come to faith that our God has just begun. Old ways, traditions, wineskins, all of these have stopped and God has pruned his church and all religion has been cropped. Now it is our God's turn to send his heavenly virus, a global wide awakening, a revival flow amongst us. Gone are all the man-made hierarchies and structures, things that made us sterile with fear, control and ruptures. This is the day we need to seize. God's church must be a movement every believer now empowered 
to know we're heaven sent. Discipled by servant leaders who know how to equip an army of believers, each one held in his grip. Like those lepers in lockdown, back in Elisha's day, we all will soon discover that the enemy must pay. Every crippling constriction, every limit now has gone. Our enemies have fled away in terror and abandon. Now we're walking out to a totally new landscape. Millions once captive are seeking all ways to escape. These months of this cruel virus showed the people they can't cope. Now they're yearning deep inside for our messages of hope. God has shaken and he's shaken. Just his realm now remains. Gone are the excuses, the deceptions and the games. People are just crying for relationship and touch. God's signal to us all who've been given so, so much. So come on, all you leaders, let's arise and let us shine. Let's make God's love go viral. Come on, now it's our time. Let's rise up with his weapons of unity and prayer. Let's demonstrate with grace to all that we care and yes, we dare. Yay. Amen. That is wonderful. <laughs> wow. And that you were saying that just was like a flow on Pentecost Sunday. You just wrote that. Just flowed out. Yeah. Amazing. What I don't think you could say it better. It's it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Gordon. Lots to think about and process with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what do you see for the future? I mean, you you share in that poem a lot about the hope for the future and and what God is doing, but what other thoughts do you have for us kind of moving forward? <laughs> Gordon's looking at me. Um, well, I think I expressed with that sort of the brooding of all the different spiritual atmospheres. And as leaders, often when we can sense stuff doesn't feel very secure, we can feel the swirling, we want to make a plan. And um, it's like Jesus said to his disciples, go, wait until you've received power. And I think one of the hardest things for leaders to do is wait. Mm. You know, it's like that picture of a dog saying, wait, wait, and you put a treat on the floor, wait, wait. And that dog is straining, drooling. It wants that dog treat, but it knows the master is saying, wait. And I really feel that the Holy Spirit is saying, wait, wait. And this is a preparation time. And I think there is a great temptation to want to get off the blocks, the starting blocks, and just make something happen. But the Holy Spirit isn't releasing us yet. Wait, wait, we're frustrated. We want a vaccine, we want to travel, we want to do what we want to do. But actually this COVID-19 has just said we have to wait. But also I don't believe it is just the virus. I believe there's a spiritual part here where God is also saying, wait. So as leaders, I feel that we need to be ready and able to actually not try and sort everything out and change your minds. Say, I'm not sure yet. I'm still waiting. 
I really don't believe that yet we have the full dimensions of the new wineskins. We don't know the new structures, but what we do know is that God is producing the new wine in us. He's stirring new hungers, new relationship, new vision. He's helping us get rid of the clutter so that the main thing is the main thing. You've really felt that, haven't you, that the new wine has been stirring. And you've often said that thing of the cocoon. Gordon. Yeah, I've, I've, I've felt strongly that uh, we're, with the stripping away of the old wineskin, normally if that happens out of COVID time, it's a really painful time for a church. Lots of politics happen and people get hurt. But it, during this COVID time, literally wineskins globally have been stripped away. And the interesting thing is that everybody's been brought back to the simple basics of relationship. As I said, relationship. Yes. Things, people want intimacy. And suddenly it's come to this thing. We're looking for that new wine of the intimacy of God, the love of God. And as I said, make God's love go out. I think God's about to outpour something that is new wine, but it won't fit into the old. So we have to allow the Holy Spirit now to... to show us what this new wine is so that as we come out of lockdown slowly new wine skins will begin to form they'll be flexible they'll be organic they won't be like the old ones mm. but we've got to be uh, they've got to be ready for that sorry i just when gordon's talking about the wine skin i was just reminded today i received the word for one of our young emerging prophets here in the uk and she was woken up and she said rachel god spoke to me about wine skins are you interested i said speak and she said, I, I researched it and I found out that the wineskins in this day and season could either be made with sheep skin or goat skin. And often people chose goat skin because it was much cheaper to use wow. and much quicker to use. Quite and she picture. said, God said to me that this is a time of sitting between the sheep and the goat mentalities and he's asking us will we wait until he can totally cure the sheepskin because it takes longer and god is saying are you leaders ready to wait so i can completely cure the new wineskin and sheep because i'm sifting your heart to see if you're sheep or goats sorry that's i just thought i had to share that that's a lovely picture no, that's incredible. And the amount of time needed and not cutting corners. And I, I would agree with you. We had a bit of a chat before this podcast. And just to hear the lockdown that you've been in in the UK, which in some ways has been more stringent than even what we've experienced, and just the sealed off place, right? That cocoon, that tight spot, that place of waiting, but yet God is doing something. I think that's what you're saying is, yes, it's hard. It's not desirable, but God is producing something. Like you said, he's producing the new wine in us. He's doing something in our own hearts, but he's producing that skin, that framework that's going to contain it. Yeah, I really, really like that. Any any other thoughts or comments you would have for us? What, one thing I want to do is have you pray for us before the end. Um, we would appreciate that. But give you some final thoughts here to both of you. Well, I, I just feel don't... Um, uh, try to make happen what isn't happening just be still and that but then in we have a sense that when god says go go quickly don't get paralyzed with fear i really felt god say 
I'm holding you, but I don't want you to become paralyzed by the fears of this season, but be ready to be propelled by my love. And if those of you who love Formula One or racing or cars, you know, if you put a motor bike or a car into a bend, there is a time when it almost just waits on those g-forces but then you have to know the exact season to put your foot down to take it out the bend and i just felt that we we as a church mustn't just get into such lockdown mentality we just sit back and become a bit paralyzed and let those all the thinking paralyze us but we must be in that ready steady go ready to be propelled and ready to act that was just my closing thought what's well, that yours you, yeah, um, one of my prayer partners is in charge of uh, Alpha across UK and Europe and the Middle East. And as soon as lockdown happened, he just began to put everything online. And he just, they began to start seeing an incredible explosion of hunger amongst non-Christians just to, to connect to Alpha. And I think what, I'm, what they discovered is that 30% of all the youth in Britain, 30% are actually watching online church. I mean, there's a huge hunger, and I believe we're entering a time, as I said in the, in the poem, when it's a new landscape. I think people, mm. are, it's going to be one-on-one -on -one time. Everybody's going to have friends who are just saying, hey, what's all this about? And I just feel this is a Get time. Get ready for harvest. Get ready for harvest. I feel <laughs> yes. so excited. This is harvest time. No, that's yeah. wonderful. Good good words, good encouragement, I think, if if you went through our network and um, just looking at what people are doing. I think obviously everyone's online now and I think that's yeah. going to continue. Uh, I think most churches I've talked to, like we're going to continue to be online because like you said, the landscape has changed to hear that many young people are watching is, is incredible. Yeah. And so God is turning something that has been so difficult into something that is good. And that's what I'm hearing from both of you is that, look, yeah. this is a tough time what the enemy meant for evil god will turn into good yeah. for the church Definitely. and it will and and one thing that you had mentioned in our pre-chat rachel was just how this has affected the whole world who would have thought that mm. the church universal would be in the yeah. same situation where it would all have to go online it would have to reassess yeah. everything um an amazing event and yet god is going to bring good out of it i wonder if you both would just finish by praying for us as a network. We we want to just express our love to you. We really love you. And uh, we regret that you can't be here with us in person this year. But um, you know what? God will work it out in the future. And um, we're just so glad today you could be on the podcast. So if you could pray for us, we'd appreciate that. Yeah. Well, we just want to say back, I'm sure going to see, we are so sorry. We can't hug you and love you and see you. And yeah, we've got online church is great, one thing. But the two things I miss most is singing together. Mm. It isn't the same. No. You know, there's something so special when you all sing together. And there's something so special when you can hug each other. So let's just pretend we're all worshiping together. <laughs> we're all hugging. Yeah, big um, virtual hug right now. <laughs> yeah, we do. We just, we do miss that. But why don't you just take a moment and just rest in the presence of God? We've used all sorts of language of that lockdown with the Holy Spirit and being cocooned with him. And Father, right now, I pray in that precious, incredible name of Jesus that you will breathe on us. You just said to your disciples, 
I'm going to breathe on you, receive the Holy Spirit. And then you said, now wait until you're clothed with power. And I pray for every leader, every parent, every husband and wife, every person listening to this podcast. I pray now that you would break all the frustration. You break all the swirling atmospheres that are pushing people to do the wrong thing at the wrong time. And we just pray for the Holy Spirit, wait. And then I pray, Father, let them receive power. Power to do what they need to do. Power to make decisions correctly. Power to wait and not force mm. things. We're asking you, Holy Spirit, that you will come upon us, you will equip us, you will stir that new wine, you will indeed reveal to us, and you will then accelerate us out of this curve to do what you're calling us to do. Help us get ready for harvest. You pray, God. Yes. Thank so, Father, we want to thank you as we close. We pray for that mantle of faith to come onto each one yeah we dispel every bit of fear yes. every bit of anxiety and we just release that mantle of faith right now we pray that the love of god would just overwhelm them that they would have a sense of joy a sense of excitement a sense of wow god's got this yeah god's got this and i pray father for such a blessing on life links and every person listening to this in jesus mighty name yeah, and just as we've heard that song, the blessing, so often we just say, may the Lord bless you. Amen. And may his favor be upon you and give you great peace. Amen. God bless Amen. you. Thank Amen. you. We receive that blessing and we pray it back on you. Um, in fact, mm. I'm going to pray for you right now. I just feel led to pray for the two of you. Mm. Father, I thank you for Gordon and Rachel and the blessing they have been, they are and have been to our network. And I want to pray a blessing on them in this season. Lord, just as they've blessed us. God, I pray you continue to guide them forward, Lord, uh, in these unusual times. But I thank you that you've given them a voice and you've given them new platforms to proclaim truth in this season. I pray you continue to do that. I pray you continue to open those doors. Father, thank you again for their friendship and their impartation today. And Lord, as we continue to walk together, we look forward to the new wineskins that you have for us and the new wine that you're creating in us. And we look forward to the days ahead of harvest and increase. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you Thank both you. again for taking the time to do this. This is so wonderful. And um, I just want to mention something. If as you listen here, um, they've been doing some incredible devotionals online video content that they've been producing just about every day during this lockdown. And so you can you can uh, uh, if you go to Heart Cry for Change on Facebook, um, you can go to heartcryforchange.com and that will give you information. And they also have a YouTube channel. And so um, you can look at those different areas to gain the content. I'll also, um, on the Facebook post and uh, in the email where I send this out, I'll also post the links so you can go there. I'd encourage you um, to, to listen to those. And uh, I'm excited to listen to them as well. It sounds like you have a lot of discipleship. You've got topics on prayer, right? You've got different topics. All um, sorts. And then we always do like a Sunday look at the world and what do we feel God's saying just give a bit of perspective sometimes. Yeah, and they're just short videos, right? They're like yeah. 10 minutes a piece. 10 minutes. 
Yeah. A 10 minute message of hope. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. We need that right now. So thanks again, uh, Gordon and Rachel. And thanks to you who are listening. God bless you. Um, as always, if you uh, have a question or a comment, you can leave that at um, um, podcast at lifelinks.org. That's podcast at lifelinks.org. That email will get to us. And uh, in the meantime, Lord bless you. Have a great summer. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks again, Gordon and Rachel. Bless you. Love you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the LifeLinks Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at lifelinks.org.